My name is Aram, and my pronouns are he, him. I'm the producer of the Dungeon & Dragons podcast, God's Fall. My name's Dylan. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm a physicist from Canada. Welcome to Kill Every Monster. Nineteen and nineteen again. <laughs> Those both hit. They do. So you're gonna roll me in total forty-eight plus eight bludgeoning damage. Twenty-four damage. Oh, yep. Kapow! It like shakes the trees as these both slam down onto it. And immediately. And Gulf goes off. Basically, the first hit slams the elf to the ground. The second one, the entire torso comes down on top of the thing. And that is the last thing you hear out of Ren as she is drawn within the shambling mound. You see, like, she's putting up a fight. You can see bits where it's like trying to stand. You see little shade shapes of silver as she's clearly like trying to force the axe out. And it just gets dragged back. Ren is presently uh, restrained, which means that any attacks against her have advantage. Uh, she's blind. She is suffocating. She cannot breathe. At the start of every turn that she doesn't escape, she's going to take damage. Eldrick is going to take a little bit of a Hail Mary. Not encouraging, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at that, just fuck. And you see him just running through his head. There's just like some mental math. And as he's doing that, he sees the thing like start to move towards you. And so as a bonus action, we're going to attack with spiritual weapon. Uh, so that's a 13. So the spiritual weapon doesn't go off. Clearly not really paying attention to what's going on. And there's like a quiet mumbled prayer. And he points forward and just screams, Release! And I want you to make a wisdom save Ooh. as he casts Command. 16. Grelin, you like are watching the magic in this. And you see it kind of disrupt. And you see a shockwave pulse in the direction of the foundations of the tower and you watch an echo pulse back and just as that spell seems to be like latching on it pulses back out and it gets shattered you know that Eldrick also saw it fucking thought it would work alright if I saw that I would shout to Eldritch to the tower run to the tower find the source Alfre the elf Good, done. I'm going to try and fight fire with fire, or in this case, fight vines with vines. And I, as a bonus action, cast Ensnaring Strike on my club and then go for a swing. That is going to be 13 plus 6 is 19. That'll hit. And that's going to do 8 plus 3 is 11 points of damage. And when I hit you, you have to make a DC 14 save. It's a strength save. Which should not be hard for you. You got to beat a 10. 
Uh, that's higher than a 10. These vines immediately just launch out of the... It's like the wood of the club basically grows out and tries to wrap around you. And all that happens is those constantly churning vines of yours reach out, wrap around them, and pull them within yourself, and you just consume Just eats them. those two, yeah. <laughs> Taste. <laughs> I just swing again. 13 plus 6 is 19 again, so that's another... That's only four points of damage. I had to probably wrench my club free. So I wasn't able to swing, but the wrenching free didn't did another four points yep. of damage. Yeah. That's it. I'm done. Ren spends her turn struggling, just trying to get out and cannot get purchase. Cannot get out. And so with her bonus action, because she's dual wielding hand axes, fuck this, cut the thing. That disadvantage because she's restrained, and that is a 13, just barely. Can't get the leverage for an actual swing. It's just trying to like drag, but at this point, there's like rocks and shit that has been consumed by this mass. And so, even just putting the blade against something that you can cut is non trivial. Frankie. My name is Bramble now, I just decided. Bramble? Love Bramble it. the Shambling Mound. <laughs> Let me just scratch Frankie out of the initiative order. Bramble. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bramble, start your turn. 2d8 plus 4 damage, please. Uh, because Ren just rolled a 5 constitution save. It's going to be 17 damages. Holy shit. My belly grumbles as I, like, press in on her. It's that feeling of, like, you you could feel her resisting, trying to get out. And there was just a little internal sort of crunch of, no. Take your turn. Do I also get a slam? You get two slams. You can still continue to grapple as many people as you want. You just can only have one person engulfed at a time. I can tell you, if they don't fucking fix this soon, you're going to have a slot open. Oh, that's a nat one on the first one. Ooh, that did not hit. And then 12 is the second, so neither of these will hit. I'm kind of distracted by the thing inside of me. You have a tasty yeah. meal. There's a thing in your guts trying to cut you. <laughs> me when I eat cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then it's Eldrick's turn. Uh, Eldrick, like, looks and just, like, you sure? Go! And Eldrick is going to take a dash action towards the tower. I'm going to say, basically, it's going to be two rounds to get in there. So this round and another turn. And then we'll see how she goes from there. Running through the muck. Your turn, Grelin. She reaches to her side, pulls out her potion of heal giant strength, pops it and guzzles it, and then runs forward with her hands and tries to rip open you so she can get the elf out. That is a full round action. <sighs> to drink a potion is a full round action. It's dumb. I understand. I agree. Because you're, you're running on narrative space. Yeah. It is absolutely a mechanics rule, not a narrative rule. And the reasoning for the rule is that you are... It is a spell cast. 
mechanically you're casting a spell, which is why it balances like that, which is like, I agree, it's frustrating, and I agree with everyone who's annoyed about it, but that's also a very fair ruling to make. Okay, then she's going to chug that, and as a bonus action, uh, if you want to ready a smite, you can have it going. Just like tosses, you know, the bottle down, says a little prayer to Shantaea, like the lands will be tamed. And then you just see like her kind of glow a little bit. It is Ren's turn. We're going to make another strength check to try to get out. That's 13. Ren is going to make the attack roll because she is nothing if not dedicated to her goddamn job. (laughs) (laughs) She deserves a raise. You're going to take five points of slashing damage as she just keeps hacking at the inside of this thing the best she can. Haram, I'm going to let you do this. At the start of Bramble's turn, I want you to roll a d20 plus three. That's the constitution save for Ren. There is a good chance if this doesn't beat a 14, she will die. 17 plus 3, 20. Ren is holding on in there, which is also good news for you because it means that you can't get engulfed. So as I feel this pain, this indigestion pain in my stomach, <laughs> Just gas. Yeah. I'm going to squeeze my abs even tighter. <laughs> I'm trying to crush her a little bit. Uh, oh, that's definitely going to hit. Yeah, 17 plus 7, so that's going to hit. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So. Roll 2d8 plus 4. 14 damage. Ren had 9 hit points. Bramble basically sort of rears back. You can feel this elf struggling inside, trying to drag that axe around, get it anything even remotely vine-like, trying to carve her way out. And you kind of rear back, spread the chest really, really wide, and it just tightens flat across her. And then you just crunch down. You're standing, you know, five feet away from this thing. You hear snapping. And you hear just, like, a groan. And that scraping sound, the struggling, stops. All right, and uh, you have the second swing and multi-attack. <laughs> oh, that's not going to hit. <laughs> that is Bramble's turn unless like I see no reason why you would but unless you want to like back off dive into the trees some shit like that you got your movement still nah I'm going for it these people are in my forest that's fair Eldrick keeps running the foundations of the tower are still pretty strongly together there are walls up to like maybe 10, 12 feet in some places where it, like, cracked in the wall. So he's in there running around investigating. And I'm going to start rolling some dice to see if he can figure some stuff out. Your turn. Would that work in my life? If I just roll dice, stuff will get figured out? God, I wish. (laughs) I am not unconvinced that that's not how problem-solving works. (laughs) Or I'm... 
your uh, your dwarf is in the tower, and your you is in front of a scary, scary bush lady. Yes. <laughs> can I at all see the guy in her? Yeah, you can still see, like, absolutely. Can I grab, like, an arm or something or a wrist? You can try. Okay. What am I rolling? I'm just making this opposed strength straight up and down. My strength is currently 21. That means I got oh, a 14 plus 5 is 19. <laughs> so, Frankie, I want you to roll strength. And if you beat a 19, you keep your food. I rolled a 6. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, food. The potion pays off. You get in there, and the the sort of failure that allows for this one, you know, you have just enough strength to get it open, but once you get your arm in, it starts shifting, trying to grab you. But you have leverage. So the moment you have a hold of Ren, you get a hold of her, like, tunic, whatever shirt she was wearing, and you just wrench back as hard as you can. You stumble, she falls out onto the ground, she is out. Alive? Not conscious. Uh, I'll take it. (laughs) It'll do, I guess. (laughs) It's better than being digested. You have a bonus and a move at the moment. All right. Um, I'm super strong. So my move is going to be to just carry this elf straight backwards. No, no, even better. Bonus action, pick her up, Misty Step. That's a much better choice. Mm-hmm. Where to? I am going to go 30 feet up into a tree and hope that I can stay balanced. Real, real easy check. I'm going to let you do this one off as strength. Just do a straight strength roll because you're going up there and just immediately grabbing whatever branches you can get at. Can I roll athletics? Sure. Okay, thank you. That is going to be 18 plus 8 is 26. I am a gymnast up there, hanging by my toes. <laughs> Hopping from branch to branch. This was a cursory thing, just in case you roll like a 1 and I get to be mean to you. Then that is your turn, and Ren rolls a 1 on her first death save. No! Oh, no. oh God, no! Oh, no! That's okay. I've got a plan. What it is is... You heard that cracking. You heard the bones yeah. break when she oh, was like legitimately the way the monster manual describes a shambling mound working is it is effectively mulching everything it takes in. It's grinding it into soil. I'm a composter. And you <laughs> yanked her out, fired up into the tree. And the moment you got up there, you caught yourself and everything jerks. It's a hugely violent motion, and it was not pleasant. So I've got one hand gripping the trunk, one hand kind of cradling her 30 feet in the air. And she's flopped back over your arm. It is, like I said, it's not a good space to be. It's okay. It's okay. I've got a plan. (laughs) You just keep saying that. I fortunately was incredibly smart and picked a very important cantrip for 
that's going to come in clutch in a minute. Bear the dying. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I've never chosen it. I don't know why the fuck I did, but I took Sacred Flame and Spare the Dying so I can actually fix this. Ramble. 30 feet above you in the trees is what was formerly a meal and <laughs> a rude little creature. <laughs> About 50 feet away is the foundation of a tower, a place that you are intrinsically linked to that a shitty little dwarf ran into. Everybody is currently out of range of you. I think I would probably go right back up into the trees because I'm comfy there. Yeah, like a bear coming up underneath yeah. me. You're trying yeah. to run from a bear going into its natural habitat. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, if I'm not mistaken, Chambling Mound has a move speed of 20 feet, right? Yes. Especially because we keep modeling this after, like, creeping vines and shit. I'm absolutely willing to give this thing climb speed. I think that's perfectly... Yeah. Completely agreed. You're in agreement? Cool. I'll trade my swim speed for my climb speed. (laughs) That sounds fair. (laughs) Yeah, I think that all lines up. Honestly, I feel like it should just have all three. This should be a... I don't know why it doesn't. Slow, a little plodding, like 20-foot move speed in all environments, but also it should be implacable. Like, you went up a tree, don't care. You went into the lake, I'm coming. You're across a plane, still walks. Right, it never right. needs to roll a climb. Like, like moving up yeah. is the same as moving horizontally. It's just how it moves. That being said, it was a 30-foot teleport, so it will take your full movement plus action to get up there. Probably try to get as close to them as I can, as fast as I can. You surge upwards. You move like a vine growing up the trunk and every once in a while just an arm shoots up and flings this mass of vine and earth higher into the tree it's coming for you it's coming for us Grenland sees it coming she's got a unconscious friend in one arm 30 feet in the air it's dark and there's this mound coming what's the dwarf's name eldrick how's it coming eldrick so eldrick has been rolling uh basically arcana trying to figure shit out the two rolls he's pulled so far have been a four and an eight natural unmodified uh so when he hears you do that what this is going to come down to is i'm going to ask what we think the reasonable magic number is for Eldrick to start smashing shit and hit the right thing. <laughs> because he's going to fly into full panic. Yeah, I mean, at least DC 15. This should not be easy, and he's obviously not thinking straight. That's a 12. Close. He's getting, he's getting, he's getting warmer. Just hears that, looks out, and now you're up. Like, if you were looking just tr- like... He couldn't see you in the clearing, but now that you're in the tree, now there's this huge mass surging up. It's like, oh, mother of fuck. Yeah. And he just starts swinging at anything that looks runic. Some of it is just labels. It's like, at least one of these has to be a sigil or something. Something is happening. I don't know what. Just detect the magic. The second thing is, how tall is this tree? Uh, I mean, it's apparently at least 30 feet. 
Right. How much more tree do I have? Okay, Frankie, let's just say reasonable. This tree has to be able to support an eight-foot-tall armored creature. How much higher do you think he could feasibly get? 20 feet. How close is the next tree? If you were to jump, Mm -hmm. basically you're high enough up that you could probably hit, like, you might not be able to just straight lateral jump safely to the next tree, but with the fucking angle, you would very likely hit hard on a lower branch and you are carrying a potential corpse. I know, I know, but we're gonna, we are potentially two corpses. Then I have exactly one option. Takes a deep breath, focuses, spare the dying and making a running leap to the next tree. The way we're going to run this is you need to obviously make an acrobatics check to make this jump. Athletics. Yeah, we'll call it athletics. Uh, it, the line is always fuzzy. I'm never really completely sure. It's it's really just... If I'm tightrope walking, I expect acrobatics. If I'm doing, like, jumping yeah. and climbing, I expect... But, it, but it's and weird. That's sort it does of the kind thing. of fit like, in the middle. If you, if you gave this one, like, if you put this in a city and you're jumping from rooftop to rooftop and it's, you know, the rogue, you would absolutely give them acrobatics. This one's fuzzy. If I was running along a branch, I would call it I will give you the athletics on this one. It doesn't really matter. It's Uh, going to be hard no matter what, right? (laughs) Yeah. You're not leaping, you're jumping, so it's acrobatic. (laughs) Right, right. I'm going to have you roll this at disadvantage. The second die is effectively how well this works out for Ren. Because you're jumping, single arm, trying to hold this person, falling probably like 10, 15 feet in the process. And try to catch myself with trying one hand. Try to catch yourself and hold her still. This could go badly. It would, like, would have gone any other badly. Like, like I mean, like, as bad as this can go, right? Yeah, okay. So she just, like, in slow motion... She gets a couple feet on one of these thick branches just as the shambling mound envelops the trunk behind us. For me, it's a 13 plus 8. For Ren, it's an 11. It's a 21 for me and a, and a 19, 19 for Ren. It's a 16 for the record. <laughs> this was a fucking hard one. God. Frankie, do you want to take your attack of opportunity while it jumps? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that. <laughs> 14. Nope. Just barely. Just, like, I feel a branch <laughs> brush the back of my neck. You land hard, but you land on your side, and you land slamming into the trunk. Like, you hit a big, thick fucking branch, and you slide into the trunk of the tree, and you go to roll off a little bit, and you just manage to kind of scramble and catch yourself... Uh, Ren is on top of you, breathing steadily. For the immediate, we're okay. But otherwise, we are <laughs> heavily still effed. Yes. <laughs> heavily not okay. Right, heavily not okay. Grenlin <laughs> just like whispers a prayer to all the gods and then <laughs> looks back up at what she's got to face down yet. You still got a bonus action. I'll prep Searing Smite. Can fasting 
Ren's turn passes without mention because she is currently stable. Frankie, how's Bramble going to handle this one? I mean, I'm just going to keep keep on chasing, keep on trying to eat my dinner. <laughs> there are two ways to do this. One is I would let you just drop down the tree like, and just be kind of under them. Uh, you wouldn't be able to reach them, you know, but you'd be completely safe, no effort required. The other option, we've already established that the DC for this jump is 16. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so much of a jump, like, just swing by their own vines and try and, like, you know, swing Honestly, over to the other tree? it'd be one of those weird, like, sort of extension, like, reach out between the trees and just growing in weird ways. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's creepy. Ooh, I love that. Well, okay, I'm not very dexterous, but I am pretty strong. And somebody already established that it was, a. Uh, a feat of strength to get between the trees. I did. I think I'm going to go for it. I think I'm just going to try to extend my vines to you and throw myself across these trees. Oh no, <laughs> I'm scared. Here we go. Uh-oh. <laughs> How bad? It's a 12. I'm going to have you make a dexterity save real quick. If a shambling mound takes falling damage, this is the best encounter ever. <laughs> I probably would. Some of my vines would crack. 15. Okay, cool. So you'll take half damage on this. You're going to take three points of bludgeoning damage from 3d6 falling damage. As you leap, basically, you fling an arm forward, and it just grows. It gets longer, and it slams into this tree. But basically, you're trying to anchor yourself against, like, sort of level branches. Fucking thing can't hold up a shambling mound. You need to move on tree trunks. Branches ain't viable. So you go, and the moment you have your weight supported between these two trees, it gives, and it collapses. Uh, Aram, again, fairly easy on this one, but I'm still going to make you do a deck save just because it's more interesting. Dexterity saving throw? For what? I'm sorry. What am I doing? There is a massive thing that's now going to fall through sure. this tree. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. 18 plus 3 is 21. Yeah, it's basically (laughs) you land, you collect yourself. It's the quick check, like still breathing, good. Charge (laughs) the thing, and then holy fuck. Holy shit. Pull yourself as hard back into the trunk as you can, and the the far end of the branch just gone as the shambling mound just drops out of the fucking sky. (laughs) I just feel thorns rake my back as they go by. It's... 10 feet beneath you. It is immediately under you. Fortunately, it doesn't have reach. Right. Can't get you here. Right. But it is immediately under you. Eldrick. Why are you so bad at your job? Why? Because he's always been bad at his job. He's always been incompetent. I don't know why he's even here. I am having words with our manager as soon as we get back. The thing is, like, he is very much a scholar, and given time to investigate this, like, that is his thing. Right. Reading under duress is surprisingly hard. Right, right. He panics easy. Yeah. Panics easy. When he left, the barbarian had been consumed, and the paladin was like, no, go, I'll hold it off. But it's your turn. You're up on this branch, Jess. Also, I don't know if it changes anything, but I am blind beyond 60 feet, so. 
I don't know that. I have no <laughs> idea. Fair. That do yeah. I even know what I'm facing? I don't think you've ever made a roll to figure it out. Okay, at this point, above it, having a chance to look down, having that chance to catch my a breath, can I roll nature or something? Yeah. Okay. Five. I have no idea. That's a fucking mad bush. It's <laughs> a very angry bush. It's a pissy shrubbery. What the fuck am I going to do? That twig blight is doing steroids. Is it possible to, like, tuck her against the tree? Yeah, I'm imagining this being, like, a fucking full foot-round branch. Like, this okay. is... God. We'll say that now that she's stable, it's that half-conscious, like, you can lean her up and be like, keep yourself up. It will be okay. Just stay here. Do not let go. Do not leave this tree. Both hands on my big-ass club, and I am going to leap down and smash overhand <laughs> into this thing with cool. searing smite. Uh, first off, so the club's a D8, right? Correct. Uh, we're gonna go longsword rules. You can do the D10 with the two-handed smash. I think that's. I think that's that's that makes sense. They should have done that that's the whole the way it time. Except it's a great it's it's a great club, so it's always two-handed. Oh, so it's two- well, that's yeah. That yeah, so, I, so it does it still doesn't work. It's got to be D8. Those are the it's rules. It's a D8. Yeah, no, yeah. that's you're right. All right. Uh, then, yeah, make your attack roll. Did I take great weapon feat? I did. Okay, I'm going minus five for plus 10 damage. 17 plus nine is 26. Then that's minus five for 21. So, yeah, it still hits. I want you to also give me a dexterity save because you are jumping down like 15 feet to pull this off. Uh, that's going to be a straight 16. You manage to, like, kind of land in such a way that, like, the bulk of the force hits on the club and you can grab a hold of this thing and sort of ride the momentum down to the ground. <laughs> right, just, like, <laughs> on top of it. All right. Yeah. As the club comes down, the top of it turns searing white. And as I hit you, that flame transfers. Roll your damage. 7 plus 6 is 13. Plus 10 is 23. Okay, and then Searing Smite. Five points of damage. Does another two points of damage because you're resistant to fire. You are on fire. I don't think you know or care. (laughs) Yeah, it's not as effective as I expected it to be because it's all green wood. So how much damage am I taking total? You're taking 25 total. 23 bludgeoning plus two fire. Ren's turn is going to come and go. Bramble. Oof, that hurt. How is Bramble looking? Can I tell? Pretty rough. I got some crunchy leaves. Well below <laughs> half damage. Missing some branches, right? Yeah, some of them are just cracked and like, like it looks like a bad hair day. Like they're just sticking out <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, well, now that there's nothing in my stomach, I'm going to try to consume you. Okay. All right, first attack, 14, won't hit. Second attack, also 14, won't hit. What? Oh, my Why do I keep God. Going seven? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, I'm just scrambling backwards, almost being hit. I'm blinded by the fire. I'm trying to right. it out. <laughs> You're blinded. You are blinded by the light, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the searing light. <laughs> Eldrick is running around smashing things. 
not random. Anything with writing on it. He cracks a table. Big granite thing. And it cracks and it falls. And there is just this bit of earth he sees under it. This place where there is a large sigil that must have just come off of a wall, rolled in off of a fucking apparatus when the something and rolled into the dirt. And you, he can see roots around it. He's relaying all of this in real time. And I'm like, just fucking handle it as I'm <laughs> facing the thing down. <laughs> this is looking around like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, this is something. This is something. Uh, <laughs> He's panic sciencing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you legitimately sent him in to disable the robot murdering you. And I can't move from, like, I can't reach, I cannot retreat, I cannot run, because if I do, you'll just go up and eat that elf. So I have to stay right here and fight you until this is done. I got no options now. Staring at the sigil that birthed this shambling mound, your cleric rolled a natural one on an arcana check. Jesus fucking Christ, this guy. (laughs) So he sees this little sigil tied up like it's clearly cracked it's broken it is incomplete and just initially by happenstance the pattern was completed by the roots just growing through and then they started to resonate and they grew around this thing there's something that I me Dylan have said before fire is a petty trick for wizards yes divine magic strikes with lightning and unfortunately that because I am the DM that is the arrogant thought process of most clerics so Eldrick sees this thing recognizes this is the thing I need to break casts a hand up and calls down the lightning of the gods you're going to immediately heal 39 points of damage, Frankie. <laughs> this blast. And there is this, like, reek of ozone. A blue pulse just resonates through. And the entire place glows just a little bit. That blue vine you saw running through the plants, it's in all of them. And this place is luminescent now. And immediately, that mound rides and it surges up bigger than it ever was before there cannot be a lot of things that are fed by lightning can I roll nature again with advantage yeah, absolutely I feel like all of my weird hairs just like heal themselves <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all perfect now you have a big old beehive and there's actual bees in it <laughs> That's going to be a total of 16. Now I'm even more worried. Because now I know what we're facing. He's 50 feet away. He's not going to yell. He's just going to quick message. And you hear just back of your head. Quiet. Resigned. I fucked this up. I'm so sorry. You sure did. She points to Ren in the tree and shouts, jump. I'm going to catch her and run as fast as I can. She is stable. So this isn't so much a jump as it is just like... As a fall. Tilts. Rolls off the branch. (laughs) Collapses out of the tree. It's a flop. (laughs) I'm going to do this in the wrong order here, technically. 
because you're about to incur an attack of opportunity. Frankie, make the attack. That's a nat one. <laughs> oh my god. I just have so much power, I don't know my own strength. <laughs> that prayer that Grenlin said to all the gods is being yeah, answered by all the me. gods. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Aram, I'm going to say nat one, you, you just catch her perfect. Like, this is fine. It goes wide, you get in, you manage to catch uh, Ren as she's falling, and you run towards the tower. Double move, 60 feet, just sprint. And that is just enough to get in there in the single turn to look at it, to see this sigil sitting there, to see fucking look on Eldrick's face. Like, this is not like an, oh, you need to rub it in. Oh, you fucked up. What were you doing? This was a panic move. Grenlin just shoves Ren into his arms. Don't apologize. Fix it. And then she turns to face down this creature one more time. Uh, Bramble. They're all in your tower. Well, I'm I'm still on fire, right? Lasts for a minute. It it lasts for a minute or until... uh, When the lightning healed her, that went out. Honestly, it's fire damage. It's a D6 and it's resistant. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, a couple of your leaves are kind of singeing, right? I was like, should I, like, climb into a puddle or something? But no. (laughs) So, okay, yeah, I'm going to book it towards the tower. Here comes the burning bush. (laughs) It comes in, and the closer it gets right now, this thing is hypercharged. It is actively glowing, and it gets brighter as it gets closer. As I see this wall, this wrenching, crunching, rolling green death coming up this hill towards us, she grabs her club with both hands, brings it as high as she possibly can. I'm going to go ahead and use the minus five to hit and brings it down hard on this tile. Make an attack roll. 16 plus nine is 25. Minus five is 20. It's going to hit. All right. Then she does. Six plus six is 12 plus 10 is 22 points of damage. The glow falters. The entire place starts to get a little dimmer. You don't think you've killed it. Do you take the chance to get out? Yeah, at this point, we would just run. Ren is limping, but on her feet. Uh, Eldrick, the entire way, is just apologizing over and over again. I'm so sorry. I didn't I didn't realize I was I just I apologize when we're dead. Run. And then Grenlin grips her club, positions herself between this green wave and them, and she's gonna hold action to run until they run to give them a second to get away. So only she takes the attack of opportunity. Frankie, uh, just roll the die and tell me you rolled above a 15 twice. 18 and 23. Oh, fuck. Those both definitely hit. You can can roll your damage for that one. 2d8 plus 4 twice. Okay, the first one's going to be 15 damage. And the second is going to be 16 damage. Just rocked. Does that actually take you out? I got, no, I got, I got 14 left, but that hurt a lot. (laughs) The problem here is 
everybody is running and it reaches out and it hits you and you stumble a little bit the terrain isn't even it's a little bit marshy swampy the moment you're like heavy one foot on like all your weight is on one foot you go into the mud and it slows you down and this thing lunges forward and an entire arm into your chest drives you into the dirt and surges over you Jesus. and you are engulfed yum 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 and there's a moment where you are not quite covered where you can see the other two stopping to look back but if they come back we're all dead so she just shouts keep running and they run Ren goes to turn back Eldrick reaches out grabs her arm yanks her goes she's already dead and they go roll me a constitution save as we have 12 plus 5 is 17 but that doesn't matter because she's got so little hit points so here's what happens she stays conscious as she's swallowed she fights to the last minute she's holding open with all of her strength granted to her by this potion and the very last act as they go over the hill and lose sight of her is to reach to the sky pray to Shantae and call down a moonbeam right on top of her if she's going she's gonna try and take this thing out with her There's the moment of, like, we should go back. And the moment she's pulled forward, Ren like recognizes, like, it's over. That doesn't make it hurt any less as they finally clear that thing's blind sight range. They get out of the point where they can be sensed. And they hear one thunderous crack. Thank you for joining Kill Every Monster for part two of our deep dive into the Shambling Mound. For more information about us, notes for each episode, and ways you can help support the show, head over to killeverymonster.com. If any of the ideas we've discussed on the show have sparked some of your own, tell us about it on Twitter at KEM Podcast. You'll find me at DJ Malenfant and Aram at Aram Vardian. For ad-free episodes, early releases, bonus episodes, print-ready maps, our new audio DMs notes, and my character sheets for each encounter, head over to patreon.com slash killeverymonster. You can also listen to ad-free episodes and bonus content by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts. Our intro theme and many of the sound effects you hear in the show were created by BattleBards. Check them out at battlebards.com. This episode was produced by Aram Vartian and Dylan Malenfant. I also did the editing. Our guest was Frankie Larson. You can find them on Twitter at Human Houseplant. And if you are anything like me and all of that information just fell right out of your head, you'll find everything you need at killeverymonster.com. And we'll see you next time for, for Kill Every, Every Monster. Monster. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, 
a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. The ancient mountainous deserts to the south of Faerun are the places where mortals first raised great temples and unlocked powerful secrets. A kingdom once fractured by infighting has been united under the iron claw of the red dragon, Chazar. The Great Lizard's quest for immortality has become an all-consuming obsession. His need for worshippers has set him on a path against the old gods of these lands, and they will not go quietly. An unlikely cabal of deities has banded together to undermine Jazar and ensure that their temples remain protected and active. They've traced tendrils of fate to preferred timelines, then selected five mortals who had the best chance of bringing those futures to fruition. You will take on the role of one of these chosen, in Death to the Dragon King. Find out more about this Start Playing Games campaign and all of my other available games at aram.gay.